0: Uh, Hillary has been lengthening her excuses as to why uh, she lost the election. She didn't really lose the election. It was stolen from her uh, by, I think it's up to 24 different excuses she has now. Number 24 is content farms in Macedonia. And uh, as I said, uh, my grandfather was a uh, Macedonian content farmer. And uh, we often think about, you know, gathering on the porch and recalling the old days on the Macedonian. I never thought... He never thought that the old content farmers he left behind in Macedonia would one day steal the U.S. presidential election. They are gnarled, hard-working Macedonian peasants, and the way they were able to reach out... uh,
1: The settlement of the Czechoslovakian problem, which has now been achieved, is, in my view, only the prelude to a larger settlement in which all Europe may find peace. This morning I had another talk with the German Chancellor, Herr Hitler, and here is the paper which bears his name upon it as well as mine. Some of you, perhaps, have already heard what it contains, but I would just like to read it to you. We, the German Fuhrer and Chancellor, and the British Prime Minister, have had a further meeting today.
0: And And welcome to the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast, episode 12, another exciting episode. At least we think it's going to be exciting, we hope it's exciting. My name is... Jason Miko. We are recording this on the 30th of January 2019, the, s- the penultimate day of January, and I am coming to, to you from the foothills, so the foot of the mountain of the Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley,
2: Arizona. And this is Svetin Chalimanov. from calling in from Skopje as usual. Uh, and what you just heard was uh, Naval Chamberlain, the famous comment when uh, the British Prime Minister at the time believed that he had appeased Hitler to the point that there would be no more war in Europe. And he was, uh, he was proven ro- wrong uh, shortly afterwards.
0: Goodness, yes. Well, to paraphrase, to paraphrase Chamberlain, uh, let's just quote uh, a, a line from Chamberlain here and put it in the context of Zoran Zaev. Uh, Zoran Zayev would say My good friends, this is the second time in our history, a Macedonian prime minister has returned from Greece, bringing peace with honor. I believe it is peace for our time. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Go home and get a nice, quiet sleep. All is well. Oh my gosh, all is well. Peace, peace in our time. Um, You know, the Apostle Paul writes in Solon in uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, I believe it is, talks about how in the end times men will be running around squeaking peace, peace in our time (laughs) and then uh, they will be overtaken by terror, basically. Uh, And that's what... That's what's going to happen. You know, I, I think last week, uh, Svet and I talked about how I'm collecting, I call them peace tweets, uh, <laughs> screenshots of uh, the, uh, the, you know, in Macedonia, politicians in Greece, European Union, uh, U.S., NATO, and of course, uh, academia, think tanks, et cetera, talking about how the so-called Prespa agreement is going to bring peace in our time to Macedonia, Greece, and the Balkans. Uh, And so I'm just collecting those for the right time. Uh, We are still in, quote-unquote, the honeymoon phase. That's going to go on for a little while before the liquor wears off and the hangover kicks in. But it will wear off, and the hangover will kick in, and peace will not be available. Why? Because we want peace, obviously. But the way that this has been achieved is not going to bring peace. It is going to bring angst, confusion, anger, hatred, discord, you name
2: it. Yeah, uh, we, we had a uh, uh, sometimes uh, interesting and uh, a perceptive commentator, but sometimes exceptionally uh, out of her depth, uh, uh, Jasna Kotovskaya. She's right. the daughter of one of the most famous dissidents, uh, poet Jovan Kutovsky here. Uh, and for a while she supported the, you know, the overture of Grevsky, then she realized uh, what's going on. Uh, long story short, uh, she tried to put a positive spin for some reason on the Prespa agreement, and she said, we defeated nationalism. And no, we didn't. We, we had one nationalism, the Greek nationalism, absolutely defeat the Macedonian nationalism, which is entirely domestically oriented in the sense that we just want to have our own country named uh, what, what it has been called for uh, decades and uh, centuries uh, beh- uh, back. And so basically it was not nationalism on our part, it was patriotism. So one rabid nationalism, aggressive, assertive, uh, acting out of its borders defeated uh, our own patriotism yeah. so you were appeasing the greek nationalists and you delivered this tremendous victory for them which even cyprus who is this far leftist person who uh, co- claims that he now in his victory tour he's meeting macron and uh, other socialist presidents of South southern europe of these indebted basket basket case european countries and he's saying that uh, we, uh, we defeated the ultra-nationalists uh, who protested against the name. No, you didn't. You, you delivered all uh, they ever wanted uh, from this dispute. And he's even cutting videos in which he claims all the... Uh, he uh, ticks off all the positions which Greek nationalists ever made about the name issues and says, one, one, one. How you, how you can see a win for a post-national uh, you know, Europeanism? I really can't imagine here.
0: Yeah, you're you're referring to that video that the Greek government put out, I think, in mm-hmm. which basically Cyprus uh, and the government are. Let's just be honest; they're gloating yeah. over what has just uh, happened, and it's it's never look. It's never good to gloat. Whether your children on a, a, a playground and you you you're playing a game, and the winners gloat about what they have just done to the weaker party. That doesn't produce harmony or peace, and it doesn't do it with children and adults. Gloating is wrong, and it contributes to um, greater evils down the road. It might make them feel good, and we know that the reason Cyprus is doing this, of course, he's got an election coming up. And he wants to get – he's way down in the polls. Syriza is way down in the polls. New democracy is going to – probably win the next elections and uh, Mitsotakis will be the next prime minister and so obviously that's why uh, he has put this thing out um, that kind of leads in I think to what the next thing I think we should talk about which is you know just from a, again from a dispassionate standpoint the next steps uh, obviously we see the Greeks are furious still with uh, with uh, sorry Zaev, and the Macedonians because they refuse to say North Macedonia and they keep saying Macedonia and as I look at the news today, it looks like um, the Greeks will approve Macedonia's NATO membership. Uh, and then once that happens, then at least the Macedonian government, I should say, and uh, all unthinking people in Macedonia will start saying North Macedonia. And the reason I think that the Greeks are going to approve NATO membership soon is just they can get this off the table and they can focus on the elections.
2: Yeah, several governments have already signed the. Uh letter instructing their ambassadors in NATO to accept the protocol for our membership. And once they all agree to this, and I'm sure that the Greek uh, ambassador will agree to this, uh, uh, then it's sent to the member states for ratification uh, in their parliaments, and the Greek parliament should be among the first. So Cyprus uh, would have to uh, take out, you know, bring out the usual, the number he had, uh, 151, He had 153 when they were voting for the agreement. I assume that all of these people will vote in favor because they are already bought and paid for and committed to this thing. And in the meantime, Macedonia needs to inform all countries in the world that we are giving up uh, on uh, all the gains in the countries which have decided to use the Republic of Macedonia. Including, most damagingly and tragically for us, the United States. Which is going to go back on its word when it promised in 2004 that it now recognizes Macedonia as the Republic of Macedonia? It, that will no longer be valid, uh, and uh, the season of uh, defeats for Macedonian diplomacy, for all the positions we had hard fought for over the decades, will begin. Um, now, to to what extent this will be used domestically, which was always the other very important issue, basically depends on Mitsotakis because. Uh, the future prime minister of Greece, because uh, domestic implementation of the deal depends on how willing Greece will be to allow us to open EU chapters. This should begin sometime in the summer. Uh, Mitsotakis will be prime minister in at least a few months afterwards. Uh, So if he decides to block Macedonia for EU membership, which he already said he will most likely do, then Macedonia would not implement uh, the domestic a portion of the name change, so we would, just like we are now former Yugoslav, blah, 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 internationally, but Republic of Macedonia domestically, we could end up being North Macedonia internationally, but Republic of Macedonia domestically, plus being a NATO member country. So this could be one of the outcomes uh, we're looking forward. Another outcome would be basically that, uh, under these all, uh, 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 joint pressures from uh, nationalisms around us. Uh, So it was the Greek nationalism uh, breaking us, but, uh, you know, not breaking as the people stood firm, but our elites and uh, the internationals supporting the imposition of a new government here. Then it would be the Albanian nationalism, which was also recruited to uh, make up the numbers which uh, the Macedonian left lacked in ratifying this deal. And ultimately, it will be Bulgarian nationalism, which uh, Basically, Bulgaria wants Macedonians to begin identifying as Bulgarians and says it will block our EU accession if we don't. So, you know, uh, another very likely outcome would be that these nationalisms will continue to grow, faced with a weakening uh, patriotism in Macedonia, weakening national identity, which could mean all sorts of problems for the Balkans in general.
0: Well, absolutely, yeah. And, you know, because each of the... The, the states in southeastern Europe, uh, to include all of the states of the former Yugoslavia, but beyond that, frankly, uh, certainly with Greece, Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary, etc., are, are made up of a core uh, group of people, a nation, uh, and you weaken that. Uh, at if, when you weaken that, if you weaken that, then that invites others to come in, and uh, you know and take apart the country. I, I thought it was interesting today. The uh, government spokesman of the Greek government. Um, yeah. said quote day by day everyone in greece but particularly in quote-unquote north macedonia will become aligned with what is foreseen in the presby deal and that is all about this ongoing greek plan perhaps others to weaken and eventually eliminate the macedonian identity And we see that happening now, uh, real-life examples, I think, uh, with some of the media. For instance, uh, the magazine uh, website called New Europe. Uh, Now, New Europe, uh, most of the editorial board and writers for New New Europe are Greek or Bulgarian. But they put out an issue the other week that said, quote, New Europe will now refer to North Macedonia, the country's newly appointed constitutional name, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, and much like New Yorkers and New Zealanders are described in a two-word moniker, New Europe will describe the country's citizens as "quote North Macedonians," hoping to avoid the term "quote Macedonian citizen of the Republic of North Macedonia." Uh, we hope our journalistic colleagues will refrain from shortening the adjective to a one-word term, as this shortcut serves to undercut most of what the Prespa Agreement is said to have attained—the use of one name for all purposes. So. New Europe, again, which is run by the Greeks and some Bulgarians, is openly advocating amongst their journalistic colleagues around the planet to call the country North Macedonia and to call the citizens North Macedonians. Mm-hmm. And that goes hand-in-hand hand with what the Greek government wants, and the Bulgarians as well. We see how there's, Actually, there's one more, Euronews. Uh, Euronews had an article that said, North Macedonia might have a name, but does it have a national identity? Come on.
2: <laughs> no, but that, that's a fair question, because... Uh, we begin with uh, by ma- uh, being Macedonians, but there was a serious attempt to impose a Yugoslavic identity on us yep. to build up on the previous attempts to impose a Serbian identity on us. Uh, there was significant investment on part of Bulgaria to uh, you know get us to ad- identify as Bulgarians. We finally uh, declare independence from Yugoslavia and uh, uh, begin uh, our own journey, but you know a lot of these people who were most in- invested in the Yugoslavic identity they don't really feel comfortable with the macedonian identity they would uh they they are comfortable with the privileges they enjoyed enjoyed in this period these are the children of the red communist bourgeoisie so they adopt this new identity of europeans and are willing to uh you know stick it uh to all of us who identify as macedonians just so they can get back to power for even only for a short while and they don't care what they're identified as but this uh a new Europe, it's, it's actually great portent of things to come, because you say there are Greeks mostly working in these new sites, some Bulgarians, uh, and you know, they're now bringing Macedonia in under their own terms. Well, listen, it actually tells you what's happening, and then uh, there was this great comment by Zayev, I just saw this today, I think he's in Austria, and...
0: Yeah, he, Sebastian Kurtz brought him up there to give him a shiny object.
2: So, so Zayev says that, uh, he's like joking, he says, well, you know, Britain is uh, leaving so that you know that leaves an empty seat in the EU ha 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 and we're happy to take it well Yeah, that's exactly what it is. They're uh, admitting uh, Greeks, they're admitting Bulgarians. They're admitting Macedonians, Albanians tomorrow, etc. into this union and uh, you know the proper the functional the uh, Prosperous the countries with long tradition of democracy are butting out and uh Sooner or later, this will really be, as the news site is called, New Europe. It is our Europe now. It's our transformative power to undermine their countries from within, with our uh, behavior, with our culture, with our you know, levels of corruption and uh, <laughs> approach to human rights and women's rights, etc., minority rights. So how long can it be Europe if it's ours, if, if we're in it? Like the Greeks, I mean, Greeks are excellent example why you should not have a Balkan country in this institution. There is absolutely no reason on earth why Macedonia would be in a political union with a country like Denmark. We should be in a trade union, but that, that that should be it. That it should stop there. Well, yeah,
0: you you you, you again, you bring up a good point, and and. By by bringing in all of these groups, all of these peoples, and then they're trying to they're going to try and make them conform to this identity as a new European man, a new European woman. Mm. But people don't give up their identities easily, if at all. Uh, and and once everybody is and we've talked about this before, once everybody's inside the tent, uh, especially Macedonia, especially for what's been done to them, uh, once you're inside the tent, you can piss while you're inside the tent. Mm. Uh, and and of course they're not going to lie. I mean, yeah, we've seen this and i know we we, we've talked about um how we want to uh we want to see them uh the the comeuppance uh, shall we say um we want to once we're inside the european union then we can really burn down the house you're listening to the macedonian content farmers podcast we'll be right back
2: Welcome back to the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. This is Svetin uh, Shilimanov in Skopje, and we have Jason Miko in Tucson, Arizona. And uh, incredibly, uh, corruption levels in Macedonia have not dropped, even though Zoran Zaev is the prime minister now. How come, Jason?
0: Well, yeah. Let's ask him. Um, the Zaev government has been in for almost two years. They campaigned and on a on a platform uh, in part of uh, anti-corruption. Um, the EU has said last June. Um, we're not going to start. We're not going to open talks on EU membership. We're going to wait a year. Uh, and now, here we are, almost one year later. The 2018 Corruption Perceptions Index from Transparency International has just come out. And remember, zero is highly corrupt. Macedonia's got a score of 37, so it's closer to the highly corrupt position that Transparency International has on their index. And you recall last year, it was France and the Netherlands, Uh, there was one other, but France and the Netherlands for sure, who said, you're not ready to open these talks because you're corrupt. They're going to look at this come May or June and likely say the same thing. You haven't cleaned up corruption, which is what you campaigned on over two years ago. You said you were going to do it. You haven't done it. If – they block, they block Macedonia, Macedonia starting to open up the uh, EU uh, chapters, the chapters for EU accession. What's that going to do to um, Zoran Zayev and his little uh, peace honeymoon that he's having right now? He has
2: to flee the country with uh, millions. He got off uh, in the meantime as prime minister with all the all his cr- corrupt and crooked deals for which he uh, skated in the courts and was uh, declared not guilty even though there was clear video evidence of him asking for money. Deliver the money to my brother Uh, And uh, just today we had the Special Prosecutor's Office. It was declared invalid in cases uh, they initiated after the summer of 2017. So basically, you know, they were legally prescribed uh, that they can only initiate uh, criminal charges in the first uh, year and a half after they were founded. But they completely ignored this. uh, as in many other things in which they were acting completely out of the realm of the law uh, set up for them. So they just continued uh, fabricating criminal charges. They got to the point they wanted, they did what they were set up to do, they got Macedonia to uh, change its name, they b- successfully blackmailed a, a big enough number of members of parliament to vote in favor of this, they got Grifsk, you know, forced him to flee the country on trumped up uh, ridiculous charges, etc. So they're not that important anymore. but. Uh, you know, how it's going to look in the European uh, Union Progress Report when it comes, it surfaces that uh, half of their cases are going to be thrown out of court on a mere technicality. And by some coincidence, this covers precisely the cases against uh, some of the richest people in Macedonia, like Urce Kamchev, who was recently charged and put in prison for a while. And Sasha mialkov was charged along him. And it was clear that after Sasha mialkov apparently helped Uh, the government procure enough members of uh, parliament from Vimera to vote in favor of this renaming that the charges against him are going to have to disappear. And there were also rumors that Ortsakamchov paid the money he was asked to pay and the charges against him also are going to have to disappear. And lo and behold, the Supreme Court today rules that, well, you know, these charges were, uh, they're going out the window. So, it's absolutely being uh, seen in the public especially as of today, but even a while back, uh, even among the most uncritical public, you know, the, the, the strongest, the staunchest ADSM supporters, it's becoming apparent that this is simply uh, a tool to blackmail politicians and businessmen and journalists to keep them quiet, etc. Well,
0: this just points out to something that we continue to talk about. Others have talking about it. Others are writing about it, which is good. And that is that the entire concept of democracy, the, uh, the institutions of democracy, the idea of the rule of law, limited government, consent of the government, consent of the governed, um, uh, individual limited freedom—all of these these things are out the window in Macedonia, and Macedonians uh, are really becoming um, uh, fed up mm. with the idea of democracy because it is not being practiced as it should be.
2: Yeah, what was told to us that should be rule of law and democracies clearly seen that it was only an instrument to get uh, decent uh, honest people who did not want want to vote for uh, amendments to rename their own country just to force them to vote for this right including a woman whose son was imprisoned on alleged corruption charges and now he's getting amnesty because she voted the right way and today we have Dewey this is also breaking news today Dewey said that there were they're coming out with a candidate of their own for the presidential elections. Oh! This is contrary to what they were saying for so long that they will have a joint, they insist on a joint candidate with SDSM. This portends trouble for their coalition. Uh, they can still change their mind. They can be forced to change their minds. But this comes shortly after an SDSM minister accused Dui officials of stealing uh, 20 million euros from the uh, retirement fund. And, you know... I, the details of the case are still murky. It's likely that it has been an administrative thing, not exactly like take the money and run thing. But the Dewey reaction, on top of, because this comes on top of all other uh, criminal cases in which they're credibly accused I mean, uh, suspected but never charged because nobody dares initiate criminal charges against them. So we had the Deputy Prime Minister of the government uh, from Dewey. Uh, telling journalists that he's going to sue them for defamation, for uh, slander, etc. Because they mentioned Dewey in a criminal connotation. But they're, they're simply citing a comment by the minister who sits next uh, chair to this deputy prime minister. Wow! So they're correctly uh, t- uh, reporting what she said. This is the least of the assaults on the freedom of the media, which uh, is SMF, and DUI have perpetrated. They have shut down a newspaper and a TV station. They have forced others to change their editorial policy. But this is now so brazen that even their supporters in the Macedonian Association of Journalists, in the Zenema, they are even they are saying that, well, this is going too far. You can't, you can't do this. They're just uh, correctly, accurately r- reporting on what uh, Minister Tsarovska said. Who is also corrupt, you know? is also.
0: There, there is no honour among thieves, and the revolution always devours itself. True true You
2: say you want a revolution,
1: well, you know. We all want to change the world. You tell me that it's evolution, well, you know. But when you talk about destruction, don't you know that
0: you can count me out? And welcome back to the Macedonian Content Farmers podcast. Jason Miko and Svetlana Chilomanov. Um, I know that uh, the pollution there, of course, in Skopje and Macedonia still is a major problem, I think, this week. Um the uh that scopia was uh, recorded the the worst air quality issue on planet earth uh part of that has to do with the uh, the temperature of course it's winter there it's and i'm not saying this to rub it in it's 72 degrees here uh, fahrenheit in tucson it's 22 degrees celsius uh 72 is 22 degrees celsius and for the benefit of our listeners that's also 295 degrees kelvin uh if anybody's keeping track far cry from our friends in the Midwest, where it's negative 75 Fahrenheit, negative 70, negative 60 Celsius, and 213 degrees Kelvin.
2: So the polar um, vortex, for some reason, bypassed Arizona this time, right?
0: The, yes, yeah, the polar <laughs> vortex usually does bypass <laughs> Arizona, but, you know, the, the it's the cold temperatures combined with uh, the burning of wood and, and other things that they are burning in, in, in Skopje and Macedonia that contribute to such the pollution and poor health conditions, but that leads me to ask you a question about this, uh, I think it's a vaccine Vaccination scandal. Oh, talking about health. What's going on with that?
2: A complete meltdown here in the healthcare. You know, they were trying to do something. Uh, They're trying to promote vaccinations, and they blundered it so badly. It's it's hilarious. If it, if it weren't that serious, and if we are not now in danger of being killed uh, here by smallpox. Uh, so basically, you know, there was this first disaster when the healthcare ministry during the referendum they were trying to get people to vote in favor of uh, changing the name and they said well if you want to change the name you will join the eu and once we join the eu we will get the best you know we will really have safe a uh, good quality vac- vaccines and people said uh well so the vaccines we're using right now are unsafe so this was a huge first blow and then there was a complete mess when uh, the healthcare minister declared declared like a month ago uh, an epidemic of measles and they insisted that all the children will have to be vaccinated because basically people are now postponing vaccination until the the child walks and talks and they're sure there is no autism here. So only then they're comfortable enough with vaccinating the child, including among other things, because of this blunder with the billboards. So, um, the healthcare ministry uh, declared an epidemic even though there were not that many cases. They already had a pre prepared video, which caused more concern. Then, uh, how come you have this video prepared and the cases just happened like yesterday? <laughs> and, uh, and then, so the healthcare minister said, Well, listen, I'm going to vaccinate my niece. So you're all assured that uh, the vaccines are safe. In the meantime, a batch of vaccines shows up and it's Uh, you know, the parents are now double-checking the vaccines and what they can understand from it is the date and they see that Well, listen, this expired like a few months ago. Oh, don't worry. We just slapped the wrong label on them. They're perfectly fine Uh -uh, You're not (coughs) pricking my child with that. So the, the healthcare minister to calm all of this mess down He takes his niece and he gives her a vaccine. He has a doctor give her a vaccine but you can visibly see a green cap on the on the needle so uh, there is now a discussion whether it was a mock vaccine. And then somebody realizes, wait, this is, this child is way too young. She's not, she could have another vaccine, but not the MMR and measles vaccine. And uh, the day before yesterday, the healthcare minister said, okay, you caught me. You're right. I did not really vaccinate my niece. We were just pretending. <laughs>
0: Can you believe that? That is, that is just incredible.
2: Uh, what an idiot. The,
0: the The solution to that, um, you know, briefly coming over to this side of the Atlantic, in the state of Virginia, the the Democrat uh, legislature and the governor are either discussing or they've signed legislation which allows abortion up to the moment of birth, actually after birth, you can go ahead and and kill the child, which is not abortion to that point, that's called infanticide. And I understand that the government of Macedonia, Zoran Zaev, who is a darling of the West of Mike Pence Uh, For instance, is basically has now signed a bill allowing abortion up until 22 weeks.
2: Is that correct? This Mila Sarovska minister, which I mentioned in uh, connection with corruption and her corruption and revealing due corruption, she was actually working for an organization which is partnered with Planned Parenthood. And she's now the the minister for labor and welfare in the government. So you can imagine what kind of uh, things are coming down the pipeline. This is now abortion on demand until the 22nd uh, uh, week.
0: well, that's certainly a way to increase the Macedonian population by killing Macedonians mm. in the womb. Mm. Well, uh, let's see, it was Edward Gibbon who wrote The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire. If he were around today, he would be writing The Decline and Fall of Western Civilization.
2: Yeah, and the children who are born, actually, we have this Roma neighborhood here, you know, the, the poorest neighborhood in the country, uh, Sutka. And, you know, many of these children are forced by their parents, by, you know, uh, powerful people in the neighbourhood to beg on the streets or sometimes taken uh, to, you know, Milan, there was this famous, uh, like, uh, a TV show uh, depicting this, taking the children to Trieste, etc. So the other day, uh, the the people in this neighbourhood are now in a panic that the children are being kidnapped. That There is a gang, apparently, from Kosovo, God knows where, coming in and stealing children from the streets and taking them... Uh, to force them into a life of begging, so they beat up a group of people who were driving around the the neighborhood with a a car without license plates, and they had, apparently, some weapons and masks inside. This is what the people in Shuttka claim. And the next day, the Interior Minister comes out and says, uh, you know, the people you beat up, they were actually the police. And they were like, what? Driving in a car without the license plates on? It's, it's a complete... I mean, I'm I, I, I at lack of words to describe the, disaster, the levels of disaster we're facing here.
0: Well, if you are a member of the uh, Dutch Parliament or the French Parliament or any other of the EU member parliaments, you might want to listen to this podcast to understand... Um, <laughs> A little bit more about macedonia before you decide to start opening up chapters for eu we
2: yeah, will be your neighbor soon yeah <laughs> look, we had uh, the dutch ambassador water plump he had a picture of the i think it's the new charge the affair in the embassy in the netherlands and he said oh look should just learn to ride a bike in only a week like we don't know how to ride a bike here in this country but oh <laughs> look at this uh, urban uh, nice looking lady who we are turning into a proper dutch and this is what the macedonians are uh, no, we are not.
0: <laughs> this is this is paternalistic thinking. It's colonial thinking. It's racist uh, in a way. Uh, it's bigoted. It is. It's elitist for for sure. Uh, I wouldn't want to join a club with people like that.
2: It's going to be a disaster for both parties.
0: Well, maybe we can, we can, maybe we can find a little uh, interlude song about uh, uh, disasters there, uh, and then come back with our farmers' picks. I've
2: got a song about the stealing bikes in uh, the Netherlands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, well, we'll insert that then, and uh, we'll come back in a moment.
2: Neko mi je ukrao biciklo, jer ga nisam dobro vezo lancom. Na biciklo ovdje sam naviklo, da se ne bi osjećalo strancom. Kučići po ulicama kakut, cipelu sam u maso govancom. Oće da me krizaju u braku, da se ne bi osjećalo strancom.
0: And welcome back to the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast, episode 12. Jason Miko and Svetlana Lomanov. It is time now for our farmers picks, which we passed up last week. We just ran out of time, but we want to make time for them this week. And you've got something. Yeah. Well,
2: uh, I was going to go with something different, but uh, you know, all this talk about Virginia and uh, again, m- one of the things that I was doing extensively over the past years was point out to crazy things which embassies in Macedonia are funding, which they really shouldn't be funding under any circumstance, imposing uh, culture and values which are absolutely not not accepted even in the domestic countries. They're not the values of Switzerland. They're not the values of. Germany or the United States, they're just the values of the diplomats these countries sent here. So one of these things is uh, uh, a lady who, who used to be supported by USAID, obviously here, by the Swiss Embassy. She now has another program, again supported by foreign diplomats. And she's trying to support single motherhood in Macedonia. Now, of course, she's a single mother. Uh, all the power to her. Uh, Doro Pachkova is the name, she's like an artist and she's doing like sn- snippets of the life of a single mother. Fine. It's all, uh, you know, if she feels empowered by this, it's great. But, you know, again, this is something that should be done, uh, you know, which, which can be done without serious consequences by uh, well-attuned, well-connected persons with significant social capital, which she apparently does. If she can successfully approach diplomats here and win contracts, etc., I'm pretty sure she's a great mother and she can provide a great life for her child. But the reality of single motherhood uh, for the majority of people in the West would be more like an inner-city mother, a black mother, or Hispanic mother in the U.S. In Macedonia, it would be a mother from this... Uh, Shutka neighborhood, who cannot care for her children, uh, and I would sometimes, you know, uh, try to help, uh, uh, you know, some of these families. And inevitably, the discussion is, "Well, my father is in prison. My father is away." You know, these are these are the single mothers we have here. So you're glamorizing one example of one person, well-adjusted, uh, apparently well-functional, etc. Uh, but uh, it's not something that should be glorified because for a vast majority of the people who will find themselves in this situation to to have a uh, uh, to try to raise a child by their own uh, without a, a, a father it's going to end up badly and and again this this is also the glamorizing of this situation also helps men feel easier and better about avoiding their responsibilities leaving their child fatherless by choice in these situations when it's by choice and that embassies are, are supporting this are funding this it's Unimaginable.
0: Wow. That's that's something else. Yeah. And to your point, yeah. The 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 best the best condition conditions for uh, children to grow up in is a home with a mother and father, but you know, we live in an imperfect world uh, and for whatever reason uh, you know, sometimes that doesn't happen and you know, I grew up, I didn't grow up, I, I, there were three years of my life when I was raised with a by a single mom after my father passed away and then my mom remarried, great uh, but you know, and, and God bless and all the power to single mothers that are struggling to raise their children on their own and that's where uh, other family members, uh, faith institutions communities come in to help but i think your point is, is that you've got these western embassies coming in uh trying to, uh, trying to force their so-called values on uh, conservative societies like macedonia and that is not welcome it's not needed it's not necessary and it's yeah, dangerous.
2: Promoted, like a cool hip thing to do it it's absolutely
0: yeah no yeah. Oh, that is just that is that. and it, you know what and sadly it does not surprise me knowing what we know about the u.s embassy usaid the european union Uh, uh, And the European Union individual states, as long as they still are individual states, and all of the funding of these types of programs that are going on, not just in Macedonia, not just regionally, but around the world as they try and remake the world in their own image. my uh, my farmer's yeah. pick uh, is uh, we're gonna we're gonna leave that aside for a moment and and I've got a, a completely different, different farmer's pick uh, mm-hmm. uh, this week. I want to talk about you know I love Macedonian wine um, and I found this uh, video clip uh, on YouTube from the Exotic Wine Travel Channel. Uh, it's a couple of years old, but um, the, the the guy from the Exotic Wine Travel Channel. Is interviewing um, uh, Orce uh, Dimitrievski from Brusani mm-hmm. Winery, a small family winery in Macedonia, talking about, talking about the. They make two um, wines, two wines using two varietals, and two varietals Vranets and, and Stanushina. Both, uh, both, grapes, both grapes, I love them. Uh, Vranets, uh, Vranets, of course, is uh, found also in Montenegro, but ninety percent of the world's Vranets comes from Macedonia, and it is a very Dark. Both both grapes are red. Uh, Vranets, um, which means um, I think stallion, dark black horse in Macedonian, is a very yeah. strong, fruit forward, jammy, uh, you know, bold um, wine. And and I love that's my go to wine when I'm in Macedonia. Stanochine, on the other hand, is described as the Pinot Noir of Macedonia, and which is a very delicate and and a light uh, red. Uh, uh it's not easy to to grow, to or, grow or, or to wine. turn into wine um, um but, but and it is the only grape, grape in, macedonia, in macedonia it's the only grape in macedonia, grape in macedonia that's, that's, in macedonia. that's uh, endemic to macedonia you won't find it anywhere else on planet earth uh and i, uh, and I know that so Brushani's growing it at my friend yordan traikov over at uh, uh pop uh, of winery actually kind of brought it back it was almost on the edge of, ex- of extinction um, um and, and now it is being is, is grown in, in more places it's it's something that people that are wine drinkers wine aficionados aficionados around the world that are looking for something new would be wise to come to macedonia and try the stanoshina of course as well as the vranets um we'll put that video clip up on the uh, description on the youtube channel uh that's my farmer's pick for the week and uh it's as always it's a it's a full episode there's never never lack of things to cover and, uh, we'll, and uh, we'll see what next week brings
2: um, I, I dread the thought honestly <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> well we do this as a public service to our listeners uh, and uh, you know they don't always have a chance to, to get to the news and whatnot. and of course we're not just giving news we're giving our takes and analysis and whatnot not uh, from, uh, from, uh, from our point of view from our world view so anyway with that uh, it's been great talking to you Sven, and I look forward to talking to you next you too, week buddy.
2: Take care.